I'm going to kick off today's episode by reading from Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkole Estes, PhD. This is from a section called Marking Territory, The Boundaries of Rage and Forgiveness. I would like to introduce you to the concept of descansos as I've developed it in my work. If you ever traveled in old Mexico, New Mexico, southern Colorado, Arizona, or parts of the south, you've seen little white crosses by the roadway. These are descansos, resting places. You'll also find them on the edges of cliffs along particularly scenic but dangerous roads in Greece, Italy, and other Mediterranean countries. Sometimes crosses are clustered in twos or threes or fives. People's names are inscribed upon them. Jesus Mendez, Arturo Buenofuentes, Jeannie Abeta. Sometimes the names are spelled out in nails. Sometimes they are painted on the wood or carved into it. Often they are profusely decorated with artificial or real flowers, or they glisten with chopped up new straw glued to wood slats, making them shine like gold in the sun. Sometimes the disconso is just two sticks or two pieces of pipe tied across one another with twine and stuck in the ground. In the rockiest passes, the cross is just painted onto a large rock at the roadside. Disconsos are symbols that mark a death. Right there, right on that spot, someone's journey in life halted unexpectedly. There has been a car accident or someone was walking along the road and died of heat exhaustion, or a fight took place there. Something happened there that altered that person's life and the lives of other persons forever. Women have died a thousand deaths before they are 20 years old. They've gone in this direction or that and have been cut off. They have hopes and dreams that have been cut off also. Anyone who says otherwise is still asleep, and that is grist for the mill of Descansos. While all these things deepen the individuation, differentiation, growing up and growing out, blossoming, becoming awake and aware and conscious, they are also profound tragedies and have to be grieved as such. To make Descansos means taking a look at your life, and marking where the small deaths, las muertos chiquitas, and the big deaths, las muertos grandotas, have taken place. I like to make a timeline of a woman's life on a big long sheet of white butcher paper, and to mark with a cross the places along the graph, starting with her infancy all the way to the present where parts and pieces of herself and her life have died. We mark where there were roads not taken, paths that were cut off, ambushes, betrayals, and deaths. I put a little cross along the timeline at the places that should have been mourned or still need to be mourned. And then I write in the background, forgotten, for those things that the woman senses but which have not yet surfaced. I also write, forgiven, over those things the woman has, for the most part, released. I encourage you to make disconsos, to sit down with a timeline of your life and say, where are the crosses? Where are the places that must be remembered, must be blessed? In all are meanings that you've brought forward into your life today. They must be remembered, but they must be forgotten at the same time. It takes time and patience. Disconsos is a conscious practice that takes pity on and gives honor to the orphaned dead of your psyche, laying them to rest at last. Be gentle with yourself and make the disconsos, the resting places for the aspects of yourself that were on their way to somewhere but never arrived. Disconsos marks the death sites the dark times, but they are also love notes to your suffering, 
They are transformative. There's a lot to be said for pinning things to the earth so they don't follow us around. There's a lot to be said for laying them to rest. Every life has its seasons with some magic we'll get through. Hippie witch has her reasons and she's sharing them with you. Hippie witch season five. Hello! Thanks for joining me for episode 510, I think. I think this is episode 510 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the groovy creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit. And you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com where you will also find the show notes for this episode which will include links to the Cosmic Mother. Yeah, the Cosmic Mother. This is Adriana McManus's new business. She was the patron of the month for May, but here we are a week into June already, and I am just sharing this interview with you that we did record in May in a timely fashion. However, my computer broke, and I I knew, I knew its time was coming, and I was so excited to be able to buy myself a new computer in cash, in full, without having to sweat it or sacrifice something. That was a real experience for me. And I'm taking my time getting to know the new computer and moving things over. Everything I do is involving, you know, new passwords and new software. I have to, like, take everything that I've just been doing on autopilot basically for years on my old laptop and figure out how to get it set up on the new laptop. And in case you missed the memo, I now have just made a practice of embodying my word of 2020, which was groovy. And a big important piece of that is to not panic create. I shall not panic. I will do what I can do in a day and I will let it be good enough and I will enjoy my day. I will have time to be really present for my kid and my home and my cats and my family and my friends and the things that I love to do simply because I love to do them. Not because I will get something for doing them. Not because I will be rewarded in some way beyond the moment. And that's really just where I want to live and be. And so things take as long as they take. And I'm just okay with that. And I am committed to creating a new piece of content every weekend over on Patreon. So I have found some clever workarounds for when I'm not able to edit and create a proper vlog or podcast The last one I did, I just recorded on Zoom and let it be in the moment, not edited, live, and then I was able to upload it to YouTube for my patrons, and that worked out just great. So I'm excited to be sitting here actually doing this podcast for you because it represents progress, and I'm super proud that I didn't create anxiety around this. I was quite free, and this is new to me, I have to say. (laughs) I have a long history as a panic creator, so this feels pretty darn good. I have a new episode of the Bebo Effect that I'm looking forward to creating for you, and I'll be sending out a link to that on in my newsletter, I'm sure, coming up here soon. But for today, today, I want to talk to Adriana and talk about her new business. We're going to talk a lot about her new business, The Cosmic Mother, because it's new and because I'm excited about it. So please don't get it twisted and think that this is some big promotional thing. It's not. She's at the very beginning stages of her business and 
I love that part. I love sharing every step in someone's journey. I don't just want to interview and talk to people that are sitting at the top of the mountain and have achieved everything. I want to know and talk to and experience people who are at every phase in the process because I think they have something to offer. And Adriana has tons to offer. It's really fun if you start following a creator at the very beginning of their journey because then you actually can become a part of the journey and really connect with that person while they're just getting things off the ground and then you get to evolve together. I just think it's a great thing if you resonate with somebody from the very beginning to join forces with them in a way, either as a fellow traveler who's on a similar place in your life or as somebody who wants their guidance or their help and is open to receiving that from somebody who is really fresh. And in Adriana's case specifically, she has tons of experience in neurolinguistic programming and sports medicine. This is not a beginner to the practices that she's sharing, but she's at the beginning of her business journey. And I just think that's a really exciting place to be. During this interview, we talked about something called Disconsos, which I have never been able to get over once I read Women Who Run With The Wolves. I did a whole bunch of podcasts here on Women Who Run With The Wolves when I did, I did a whole month back in maybe 2015. I feel like it was the summer of 2015 where I did videos and blog posts and podcasts all about Women Who Run With The Wolves, but it's one of those life-changing books that continue to unfold for you long after you read them. And Disconsos is just one of these things that has always hung with me. And after we recorded the interview, I was like, I don't think I said that right, because I was saying it's a California thing, which it is. We see these crosses on the highways here in California. But I was like, I feel like this originated in Mexico or Spain. And so I busted out my book so I could actually share it with you properly in Clarissa Pinkole Este's own words. So in case you haven't guessed yet, we are definitely going to be talking about women's issues today, empowering women. I feel like a lot of what we're going to say here will be relevant to everyone, but if that's a turnoff for you, this might not be the episode for you. I think there's lots of good stuff here for everyone. It's so awkward trying to talk about masculine and feminine energies these days because I feel like we as a culture, we're still hashing out what those terms mean. And that meaning changes depending on context. So of course I had to bring it up <laughs> during this interview and talk about masculine versus feminine in terms of an approach to being in the world and also running a business. And I did that because I feel like I personally have a lot of masculine energy, maybe naturally to some extent, but also for sure because I grew up in a society that favored that. The game of life was set up in an unbalanced way that favored the masculine, and this is just my take on it, but it favored and trained us to value what I see as expressions of masculine energy, striving, driven, competing for resources, strategizing, active, outwardly projected. So growing up, feminine energy was clearly not as valued in our culture and was often presented as weakness, doubly so if expressed by boys or men. So that would be expressions like emotional sensitivity, intuition, flow, receptivity. And I know I'm speaking in cliches here, but I do believe that cliches are sometimes cliches for a reason. They may be limiting in some ways, but at least we have some semblance of language for talking about these invisible things, all the invisible things. I love that we have developed 
language and tools for talking about all the invisible things, particularly in the new age and witchy communities. We are people who want to communicate and see and hear and heal ourselves and each other and maybe even our whole planet by recognizing and responding to more subtle or complex dynamics. And then bringing things back around to the feminine energy within us all, I believe that learning to embrace that part of ourselves is key to experiencing those moments when the mysteries of life reveal themselves. It's the place where magic happens. So the masculine is absolutely necessary too, but for many of us, it is overdeveloped. So to grow into a more complete version of ourselves, we have to reincorporate those devalued qualities in love and business and even in our spirituality, maybe especially in our spirituality. Maybe it starts there because the way we perceive God or goddess or nature or spirit or divine or source or whatever, that can be fundamental to the way we see and value everything. It is fundamental. Even just the way so many of us come at prayer or casting spells or deliberate manifestation, like we're putting in an order at the drive through window of the universe. We want it cheap. We want it fast. We want it easy. And we want it exact to our specifications, <laughs> which I have found the universe totally can and often will deliver on. But then if we only approach magic in that way, we miss out on the deep soul guidance and grace and state of wonder that can happen when we're willing to let life surprise us and to approach it from a more receptive place. And then just an aside that I also want to mention is that we talk about Adriana's tattoos, which is one of my favorite parts of this conversation. And the few times that I've spoken to a guest about their tattoos, Liz Worth comes to mind. When we get into talking about tattoos, I always think, I need to bring this up more often. I need to make Tell Us About Your Tattoos a standard part of these interviews because their answers are always so interesting. I love, I love to ask strangers at the grocery store about their tattoos. If, it, if the moment seems right, <laughs> if maybe the person bagging my groceries has some really cool tattoos, I will ask them about it. And there's always an awesome story and they're almost always happy to tell you about it. They want to be seen in that way. They've literally put something significant to themselves, perhaps on a soul level, permanently on their body in a way that other people can see. And I just think that is so interesting. I also, before I roll into this interview, which I'm about to do here, let me also thank the very amazing people who keep a roof over my head and my kid's head and, and make this podcast possible. Thank you so much to everybody supporting the show over on Patreon. Thank you to new patrons, Elizabeth, Dina, Penny, Aaron, and Brandy. I hope you all are enjoying the content over there. We're talking about Spirit of Place this month. Last month, we talked about home care as self-care and I'm just loving this streak we are on. It feels very groovy to me. I'm having a lot of fun with it. So hopefully you all are too. And you totally can go back and visit old themes. I have left them up. I'm not sure how long I will leave them up. But so far, there's a massive archive that has accumulated over the years. So have at it. Have at it. Dive into whatever interests you. And let me know how it goes. So I'm sure there's tons of things that I'm forgetting that I wanted to say, but let's just get into this interview because I think it's a good one. Oh, and one other thing that I should give you a heads up about. I forgot to plug my microphone in for this interview, so you're just getting the raw sound <laughs> of my computer. So in the very beginning, just the first like minute or so, there's some funny echo effects, but they actually seem rather appropriate because she says the cosmic mother and it's like the cosmic mother, mother. 
It kind of sounds intentional, but I just wanted you to know the whole interview is not like that. It just took a second for Zoom to, to grab it and to calm down, and it did. I promise. Hang in there. Hi, Adriana. Welcome to Hippie Witch. Hi, Adriana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. I've gotten to talk to you so many times. It's fun that I finally get to share you with the public. Thank you. We've had some good conversations. So let's just see where this takes us today. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start with the Cosmic Mother. What is the Cosmic Mother? So the Cosmic Mother, it's my business. And it was kind of birthed out of my path of self-discovery. I am a busy mom of four. And I sometimes have or have had in the past difficulty connecting with my body and just always being on go. And so I really wanted to create a space for women to reconnect with themselves and live a holistic lifestyle in a way that fits their lifestyle. So out came the Cosmic Mother. The Cosmic Mother. Busy mother of four. Like, let's define busy because you really are a super busy mom with four kids. Yes. So I have a 10-year-old, a 9-year-old, and then I have a 4-year-old and a 1-year-old. You know, I love them to death, but they can definitely be a handful sometimes. And then I also currently work in sports medicine. So I'm kind of in this transitory period where I'm where I'm moving out of this career that I've had in sports medicine and into something that's a little bit more fulfilling and allows me to be more present with not only myself, but for my kids as well. So I do currently commute three days per week, 60 miles one way. So there's that little component where I have to be up very early and, you know, sometimes my needs can get neglected in the mix of all of that. But that's why the Cosmic Mother is here to kind of hone that in and help me help me really reconnect with myself as well. Yeah. And other women. That's why I wanted to mention that you're a mom and a busy mom because I too am a busy mom. And for as much lip service as people pay to how hard that is, it really doesn't touch the surface of how hard that is. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, I don't know, sometimes it's I could feel like I'm living on autopilot and mm. I need to find ways to take care of myself because I can neglect that sometimes, you know, when we're spreading ourselves so thin and focusing on taking care of other people, but not ourselves. We, we kind of can lose sight of our dreams and just ourselves in the process, I guess. Yeah. I love too, that you can just talk about that from your own experience. And there's something about hearing somebody else who is living through what you're living through that is so validating and healing, even before the person is like, also, I can teach you whatever, Reiki or neuro-linguistic programming, just knowing, you know, that there's a mom out there doing the thing, I think is, it's expansive for other moms, I think. Yeah, yeah. And just giving yourself permission to kind of accept the chaos, you know, like the beautiful disaster that life can be, I guess. And just giving yourself permission to take that time for yourself. I sometimes feel like, you know, we can get that mom guilt or... Feel like there's not enough time, but it's like once you really do start taking those steps to focus on your health, focus on your healing, focus on what your body needs and what it's telling you, it really does help you to be like more present with your kids and you know a, a better mother. I guess at least it makes me feel like I'm a better mother when I take care of myself. And I always think about that analogy of like the the airplane and the mask falling down. You know, putting the mask on yourself first. That's something yeah. I always come back to because. Yeah, it helps me give myself permission to take care of myself in the midst of all the chaos. I think that's important that you mentioned presence within that context too, because that's really what kids need. Besides food and shelter, they need to be seen and heard. And you can't do that if you're spinning out because you know, you're know you so busy and trying to do all the things. I have found that to be one of the biggest challenges is 
now I have to be here doing this and fully present to this without having all those other things in my head, you know, yapping away at me. Do you have any cool tricks for pulling that off? What I like to do is just when my kid is talking to me or when my kid needs something, you know, communicating with them in a way that is, is present. Like I'm looking them straight in the eye or I am seeing what they need emotionally you know, and then there's sometimes where I'm like working and my kid won't interrupt me when I'm working or, you know, I'm on a call with somebody and I just kind of embrace it. I'm like, okay, you know, what do, what is my, what does my baby need in this moment? How can I tend to their needs? And sometimes actually most of the time it really is just attention. Like, okay, you want to join the call? Then, okay. It's, you know, people are really understanding about that. Just really paying attention to what they need and what they're asking for. And sometimes that's not always easy because sometimes we don't know, you know, <laughs> like they could be saying one thing, but mean another. And then working on them with communication too, because I, I feel like with my older son as well, you know, each kid is different. So with my older kid, he will express his frustration in certain ways. And I really have to talk to him and be like, okay, what do you need right now? You need to let me know with your own words, communicate with me so that I can help you. And it's really just talking to them in that way and really connecting with them. Yes. Yes. My son talks backward. So if he doesn't want to wear the jacket, let's just, I don't know why I'm using that as an example. He would be like, I want to wear the jacket, but it's like the tone. He's saying he wants to wear it. Like verbally, he's saying that when he's actually trying to say he doesn't want to wear it, it gets very complicated. So you, so you have to learn to pick up on body language and tone when somebody has limited words or communication skills. But I know that's just true of anybody. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And I've, I've learned that too, working with, you know, I feel like I do take a lot of lessons from my kids because I learned that communicating with people too, you know, it's just like by looking at their body language or the tone of their voice or just re- really taking cue nonverbal communication. I think that's huge. And both like working with, you know, having kids, working with kids or working with, you know, anybody, you can learn a lot from that. Yeah. I think too, well, I think Zoom, a year of global Zooming really changed the world. You know, it was so funny to see newscasters (laughs) trying to deliver the news and then their kids come in like, dad, you know, like interrupting the whole thing. And it was funny and it was cute and it was relatable. And we were all trying to work from home with our kids hanging on us. And I know you and I have had some hilarious moments with this, but I think it's great to pick your people. You know what I mean? Like as the cosmic mother, I know you're not just working with women, but of course, you know, moms are going to, or not moms, but I know moms are going to gravitate to it because you're a mom. You're, you know, a mother of four and that's the name of your business. And there's peace in trying to lead a Zoom meetup with your kid hanging on you when you know the other people that are there are in a similar situation or can relate. Yeah. And it's really like being comfortable with vulnerability, like being okay to be vulnerable at times. And I feel like when I'm the most vulnerable is when I relate to other people the most because they can relate to your experience and they realize that you're a normal everyday person. And there's something about that that creates the deepest connections. There's something so freeing about that too, to just be human and not have to put a front up that then you have to, then you have to live up to it. If you present yourself as being very perfect and your life is like a glossy magazine, <laughs> then when your kid interrupts you in the middle of doing something, it all kind of falls apart. And that, cause that's hard to maintain and live up to. It really is. And, and that's, that was the big why for why I started this business was freedom. Like I wanted more freedom and more, you know, time with my kids and just, I wanted to just flow. I didn't want there to be any restrictions on what I wanted to do. So that's a big reason why I started this business too, is because it was a fulfillment of my own dreams. And I, I really hope to one day be able to help women and help moms focus in on their dreams and their desires. Cause I feel like we can put those on the back burner or ignore those because we have so much going on. Um, you know, but when we go back to what we want and what we desire and really listen to like the calling on our hearts, we step into that freedom and we overall, our house runs better and our relationship with our kids grows and we grow. And it's just beautiful to see when we can 
just start listening to what we want and the desires on our hearts. Yeah. I like that you keep mentioning heart because I know you are a high achiever and let's talk about that. How many certifications do you have? My friend, you have various certifications. You have a fantastic education and a very respectable career. Oh gosh. Yeah. I am very multi-passionate. So I started out, I guess I can start from the beginning. I started out in sports medicine and I have been working for a local hospital for about five years now. I work with athletes. So I have a undergrad in athletic training and then a master's degree in exercise science and health promotion. So I've always had this fascination with the human body which is why I, I, you know, I ended up creating cosmic mother business around holistic health and reconnecting with your body. Cause I, there's so much wisdom that can come with reconnecting with your body, but it takes, it can take a lot, you know, with like food and nutrition and movement and all that fascinates me. So that led me into getting a certificate in holistic health and studying herbs and how we can live a more natural lifestyle but then I really, I started to realize, at least I started to see with my patients that there is sometimes a disconnect between the mind and the body and a lot of pain that you know wouldn't go away and we couldn't explain it with typical things like um, x-rays and MRIs and physical therapy and the physical modalities. I started to pick up on the emotional and mindset component of pain. So then I started studying the mind and I got certifications in neurolinguistic programming and EFT and time techniques and hypnotherapy. So overall, I am kind of creating this business where I can connect all of it and weave it all into what I do to create this mind-body connection and help women return to their bodies and the wisdom of their bodies. And yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what you're doing. I feel like you got on a track and you achieved and you're so capable that way, but it seemed like something else was calling to your heart. And what fascinates me about that is from what I understand, everything you've done along the way is kind of another piece for the cosmic mother. It's like you have this holistic education that you can bring to the table now so you can speak to the mind or the body or how the two are connected and try a lot of different modalities out when you're working with a client. And I just think that's so interesting. And that's the cool part or the the, the fun part in what I do is that I have all these tools in my tool belt. So it's really about connecting with my client and seeing what she needs on this deep level and peeling back these layers and using these tools to help her grow and, you know, create this individual plan that really addresses her needs on so many levels. Yeah. I love your about page on your website because you basically tell in a nutshell your story. And I'm wondering if we could flesh it out a little bit because I'm wondering how all of this, you know, I'm talking about your achievements. I'm wondering how much of that was driven or shaped by your mom becoming a single mother when you were 10 years old. Like, how did that shape you? So my dad passed away when I was 10 and left my, I have an older brother. So left my brother and I with a single mom and she was a commuter. So she was gone all the time and hustling and, you know, she did her best with what she had. And I guess I saw her work so hard for us. And then it still that, that drive and that ambition in myself but there was a piece of me that also craved that emotional connection. And it was hard sometimes to get what I needed as a kid because my mom had to work so hard to provide for us. Mm. So that was something that I, and it's interesting because I always told myself, you know, I want to, I I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to have to work, work, work and not be able to spend as much time with my kids as I wanted. And then I ended up doing that same thing and following that same path, which is why I am so grateful for the cosmic mother and what she's becoming because it allows me to help other women and myself create that life where you don't have to be in hustle mode all of the time and it can be easy. You just have to 
find what that means for you and how that fits into your life. And just really giving yourself permission for it to be easy because it really doesn't have to be hard. And I think that's the misconception is that it has to be hard. It has to be hard to get what you want or to go after your dreams when it really doesn't. I love that you called it a she. You referred to the cosmic mother. I love what she's becoming, I think is what you said. Yeah, I guess she is like a, there is a spirit weaved into her. Yeah, I'm getting to know her more and more little by little. The name itself, I feel like it just kind of chose you. You were like, I actually don't know what this is about. And it was interesting when the idea was brand new to watch how people responded to it. There's just something about it. It sounds iconic, like an album from the 70s or so. There's just something about (laughs) the cosmic mother that just hits the spot. And it did for me, but I've seen it for other women have that similar response. And I feel like it's a name you can grow into and it can mean so many different things. Thank you. Yeah. And that's what I I love about it is that it really is. uh, I know you have mentioned before that your business is like a spiritual journey and a spiritual path. And it really is. It really is a path of self-discovery. And as I grow, she grows and I'm not sure what she's going to be years from now, but yeah, I, I, it's just been a spiritual journey for me. Who is she right now? What, what, is, what is the energy right now that you're feeling? So right now, she is really focused on self-care mindset and spirituality and creating this mind-body-spirit connection. I, I've been honing in on the holistic health aspect of things because I'm going through that journey myself right now and really trying to live a more natural lifestyle and bringing the science of that in as well, but weaving in a spiritual part. It's like this balance between science and spirituality. I think science can be very spiritual. What are we trying to figure out with science, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that was a part of me that, that that's something I struggled with for a long time because I, I, I was in such a science-based profession and I felt like I was almost living two lives. Like I felt like I wasn't able to be that spiritual side of myself when I'm amongst all these, you know, super intelligent physicians and we're using all these physical modalities. But once I started weaving in that spiritual component and the the mindset and the bridging that mind-body connection is when things really changed for me. I have a thought and I don't want to project this onto you. I already am, but you don't have to take it on, I guess is what I'm saying. But it seems like just listening to you, it seems like The hustle part, you know, of what your mom had to do when your dad passed away and then that what you ended up doing to make ends meet and to have success in a career, it feels like you have the masculine mastered. That is a part of being a single mom, which you're not, but I know your mom was and you picked up on that because you have to be both, you know, the the masculine and the feminine to get all the needs met. And now it just sounds like the feminine is calling to you when I hear you talk about the heart and holistic and spiritual, this and that. And the name of your business is the cosmic mother. To me, it just feels like now it's just becoming a more complete picture because you've got that masculine going and now it's time to like bring in the feminine. Does that make sense? hundred percent. And I've been thinking about this lately too. I feel like that's what was missing in in my business was that feminine flow and that feminine side. Like I was in the beginning, I was like, Oh, here I am. I am this, this, that, and the other and listing all these certifications. And it's like, I was putting myself in this box. And it's, and it's like, once I allowed myself to open that box and just be myself and take my creative inside and be vulnerable and really honing in on that feminine side. I feel like that's when I started seeing results. Hmm. Yeah. Well, because typically, I know not everybody sees it this way, but it's usually seen as being receptive. So when you get into the feminine, for a lot of us, that means getting into a more receptive, flowy place. And weirdly enough, things come in to receive. Flow starts flowing and it starts feeling pretty good if you've been caught up. And this is true, I think, of men and women. If you've been caught up in a lot of masculine energy, because that's what our culture honors and recognizes and values, it's easy to get caught up in it. But then you have that weird experience of something's missing 
<laughs> because mm-hmm. it's a lot of like doing and not allowing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it was really trusting my intuition. Like I began to trust my intuition and not fear what people would think if I, you know, were, were slinging tarot cards around or meditating or have crystals everywhere. Like I used to hide that part of me. And I think that once I allowed myself to express myself on who I truly was and what I was really interested in, really started to explore my spirituality, that's when things really came together. You have such a talent for visuals too. That's just a natural gift that you have, right? You never went to school for that or anything? Oh, no, but thank you. That's something that I really enjoy doing. Like I love creating the graphics and creating pretty things. I like to make things look pretty and I like to play around with different fonts and different pictures. And I, I think that's a re- big reason why I have so many tattoos is because it's it's easier for me to express myself sometimes in pictures than it is in words. Like I tend to speak really fast sometimes or you know, sometimes I'll lose my train of thought and it's like art and pictures and design and even fashion allows me to express myself non-verbally. Ooh, I love that. That also feels very feminine and cosmic mothery to me. Yeah, it's something that I'm exploring more. Well, let's um, talk I, about these tattoos. Let's let's pick one out. Do you have one that's very significant and special to you? I do, actually. I have lots. I I have this one, one of my first ones. It's a picture of a woman who is crying and she has her, her mouth sewed up. And, and it's, I think it's just another reflection of how I felt like I couldn't use my voice or express who I truly was because I, you know, I've always felt like kind of the the black sheep in my family and the, the black sheep in, in, in school. And so She's just a reminder that I guess of that part of me and it's okay to be yourself and exactly who you are with all your eccentricities and idiosyncrasies. And she's kind of a, a reminder to myself that I am who I am and that's 100% okay. Wow. That really ties into what you were saying about expressing yourself non-verbally. Yeah. And so I felt like I, I couldn't express who I was and it has to do, I think with like childhood stuff and, and lots of healing to do around that or lots of healing I have done around that. But, and I'm, and little by little, I'm becoming more comfortable with who I am and the vulnerability and just really stepping into my authenticity. That's pretty deep. It's on your body permanently. It's such an interesting anchor for doing like inner child work and self-parenting. Speaking again of the cosmic mother, this is why I love the name of your business so much because it's deeply meaningful and multifaceted. And I feel like every time I speak with you, we're like, oh no, this is what it means, but it also means this and it also means that. And I love that your tattoo is a call really, you could see it that way to practice self-parenting because she's crying and, and she doesn't have a voice and you get to give that to her, the care, the nurturing and the voice. Yes, 100%, 100%. And I, I really, I think that inner child piece is key too, like going back to that inner child and what she needs. And, you know, checking with her throughout the day too, when like you're having a hard time or going through something like just asking, okay, little one, what do you need right now? Or what are you trying to express? And just really connecting with that inner child, I think is huge. I I love inner child work. Me too. I I do have a question. Do you have any lingering new age paranoia about negativity, which I know we're really dismantling now? in the new age community about toxic positivity and all of that. Do you feel weird that there's a girl with her mouth sewn shut crying on, on your, is she on your arm? Where, where is she? Yeah, she's on my, on my upper arm. I have a full sleeve on my left side. So she was one of my first tattoos on my left side. And yeah, so I I would say in some ways, yes, because you know, there is, and, and I, and I was in the beginning of my spiritual journey, a big believer in, oh my gosh, I just have to be positive. I always have to state positive affirmations and then I will be okay. 
And it wasn't until I really started honing in on and kind of releasing through crying and through journaling and through being angry sometimes is when the deep healing work, like that was the healing work is what I guess I'm trying to say is the releasing and the crying. And yeah, so I guess I just realized that there is a place for positive affirmations and positive self-talk and that is amazing and it can be really helpful, but we also need to pay attention to what is hurting us and what is causing the pain and why we are sad and really releasing that. Mm-hmm. And being whole, it's really a journey of wholeness and integrating all the parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, have you ever read women who run with the wolves? Is a good one. She writes Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes wrote women who run with the wolves. And there's a section that, I've mentioned it here and there. I love it so much where she's talking about, well, you live in California. So you know how on the side of the freeway, there are the crosses for if somebody Mm -hmm. died in a car accident on the side of the road, Mm -hmm. that's called Descanso. So we have these little memorials all over our freeways here in California. And I think down into Mexico and she has women create this timeline of their life where you create like these Descanso markers like along the timeline of your life just to honor like this painful thing happened this the important things of your life that have happened and I love that your tattoos can kind of be like that in a way yeah wow that's so interesting I I love that I'm gonna incorporate that into my life and look back on those on those moments that helped me grow evolve yeah and it just it's so interesting because as I do the deeper healing work, like the inner child work and healing childhood trauma and things that happened in my life that were really difficult, it helps me grow and expand in my business. I found like there are certain, you know, I I have this group that I connect with. We'll do like healing work on each other and stuff like that. And I had an experience where I was having fear of or questioning my ability to be a leader. And it turned out that that part in my business of this fear of showing up, this fear of judgment, that's, you know, was really a judgment of myself. And it turned out that the reason why I was, you know, questioning myself as a leader was because I had my kids really young. And I felt like because I was so young when I had my kids that I wasn't able to be the best mother at that time. And there was like a correlation between the two. It was, it's really interesting, but I found that out and I cried a lot and I journaled a lot and I feel so much better now showing up in my business and trusting myself and feeling worthy enough to be able to lead women because I healed or made peace with that part of myself. Oh, I love that. Adriana. That's deep. Young mothers. We, I think many of us go through that feeling inadequate and ill-equipped to be a mom, but yet there you are. And you're in the midst of that time of your life. You're like, what? you want to be free and you want to party and you want to be cool. And there's diapers and there's crying. And there, mm-hmm. it's a very strange clash that happens that you have to make peace with. And it's a journey. And then once you make peace with that, like, how do you honor both parts of yourself, then you have guilt (laughs) for everything you did wrong, you know, like all the things that you did wrong. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we were just talking about in that group, uh, like what, what is the gift? What were, what were the gifts of those, those hardships and those moments? And the gift was my kid, you know, my kid being born and he was really the light, the light. He kind of illuminated my path and helped me get to where I am now. So he was the blessing and he was the, I always refer to him as, as I always refer to him as like somebody who saved my life because he truly did. I could have gone down this dark path of drugs and alcohol and partying and, you know, this cycle of abusive men. And then he came into my life and it was like, even though I felt like I wasn't ready for him, it was all in divine timing. Yeah. Do you truly deeply believe in divine timing or there are things I don't know if I fully believe in, but I subscribe to because they help me, if that makes sense. You know, if I think, well, 
my son and I are growing together. We are in a relationship to grow. Our souls are on this mission. I'm not really sure if that's true, but it works for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And that's a very good question. I've actually never thought about that. And Oh, I, don't let me don't let me screw you up there, lady. <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. It just it just makes me think though because I mean, I I think yes, and it helps me. Just like how you're saying it helps you, it helps me let go of certain things, like let go of the outcome in certain situations. Like I guess in my business, sometimes it helps me let go of certain outcomes and just trusting that all will play out how it's supposed to. But then sometimes it gets me thinking like, yes, all in divine timing, but then we have free will, right? And we can choose to do something or not to do something. And then, yeah, it, it can get complicated, I feel like. But it does help me. (laughs) I find it gets less complicated when I get out of my own way and don't ask questions like I just asked you. Is it is it true or am I just making this up to make myself feel better? Because that (laughs) is sort of a spiral to nowhere. It's (laughs) yeah. You know, I feel like does this is this useful? Does this serve me? particularly with things I cannot change. I cannot mm-hmm. change the past. So how do I make peace with that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I'm all for that. I'm all for if it works for you and it helps you on your path and your journey, then it's meant for you. I know you're not big on social media. So if people are resonating with what you're saying, where should they go to connect? Yeah, so I don't have too much social media, but I do have a Facebook group that I started recently. I had my Facebook deactivated for many, many years, but I chose to reactivate it. And I, I really want to create connections with like-minded women and create a, you know, the sacred community of empowerment. And so I started a Facebook group called Holistic Living for Busy Moms. So you can find me in there. It's fairly new, but yeah, you can find me in there. And then at thecosmicmother.com, you can also find me there as well. TheCosmicMother.com and then Holistic Living for Busy Moms? Yes. Okay. Well, can you send me the links so I can put them in the show notes? Of course. Yay. And then we have to end with the very, very important question. What is your one tip for creating the kick-ass life of your dreams? I would say to seek discomfort and to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and to move into fear because that is where we grow and evolve the most. Mm. Move into fear. What does that look like? That looks like when you are fearing something, especially when it's something new, moving into the discomfort and not letting something like perfectionism hold you back. I don't know why that came through right now, but I was just thinking of this quote the other day where she said, perfectionism is another form of procrastination. And so mm-hmm. I guess it means just not letting feel fear your hold feelings. you up. Feel your feel feelings. It. Yes. Don't run away. Feel your feelings. Let them move through you. Yes, exactly. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for doing this, Adriana. Thank you. I was so honored to be here. Yeah, that was really fun. If any of you are hanging out on Twitter, which is my social media platform of choice, or you're a patron and we hang out over on Discord, I say this would be a perfect excuse to show us your tattoos. I want to see pictures. I want to hear stories. Doesn't this strangely tie into the idea of Disconsos? like marking these moments in our life in permanent ink on our bodies. It's interesting to contemplate for sure. So I hope you all enjoyed this. Until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.